We just wanted a fair shot, but they was out here playing foul. Hey, what you owe me? No IOUs. We don't play with vows. Married to the hustle, you know I couldn't wait to say them vows. Heat it flows when I spit, but I ain't never lay no towel. Imaginary beef that don't exist, cause we fillet them cows. Came from the dirt, but still mashed like a potato plow. Felt like I done seen it all. No, it could've went worse. Always kept my cool, but brought the heater for that vent work. Family tried to cross me, I played defense, so that didn't work. I ain't about to cap you down in front as if that didn't hurt. I'm the one that called when it didn't work. I'm the one that went first. No excuse, I need my cash now like JG Wentworth. On the road like Kentworth. Took the flight and sent the quotes. I've been doing remote work and I've been getting to work remote. But I ain't had to touch no dope. The only work I sell is merch. We trying to get out the streets. We not trying to get in the hurt. Came a long way from them back streets. Long time no see, man. Man. Y'all boys doing all right? Yeah, Boy, man. Had a, a summer break, then. Yeah, man. <laughs> been, been about a month of Sundays, man. Hey, hey. This, this, he done ran us back up in here. Too damn hot side be doing anything right now. Yeah. Boy. You ain't lying about that. Man, I swear. Shoot. My what What it is in Texas, man? What's the weather? Uh, shit, I think today was like 106 or something. Let me look. Look, he's he's saying they're like this that's that's cool. <laughs> uh man on the news they talking about next week it's supposed to be 97. It's a cold front. <laughs> <laughs> a cold nah. front from 97. <laughs> yeah, today with 102. I don't know if you can see that. Nah, you can't see that, John. Oh man. Today with 102, tomorrow 106, Friday 108, Saturday 107, Sunday 108. I don't know. I was, I was driving up from that Delta. That that truck said one on one. I said, "Man, golly!" So I'm assuming that was index, but I knew it was hot. Yeah, 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 man. But uh, nevertheless, man, we're glad to be back, man. Uh, episode thirty tonight, uh, honoring my boy, uh, Young Matt, Jermaine Hussein, Jermaine McIntyre. You know all that. We just call him Matt around these parts. Yeah, so, man. E. Yeah, Matt. So look, man, before we um before we jump into it, Matt, um, throw some out there for some of these uh, early birds gonna be going to bed early. So um y'all know Commit Coffee down in San Antonio have been hosting quite a few events um that's beneficial to our community. And uh some of them are social, some of them are educational. But uh this coming uh Saturday on the 26th, they'll have Barry AOBJ Jones uh, presenting an RB Blues night. Down at Commit Coffee in San Antonio. Um, and um, expecting Star Jones to be there. Uh, this is an invitation only event. So, you know, get them cash apps ready. Uh, send it to dollar sign the Barry J1 for your tickets. Um, tickets are 25 in advance and 30 at the door. If you ain't got an invite, you ain't got a ticket, you ain't getting in. And the event is BYOB. So, um, if y'all ain't got nothing to do, or if y'all got something to do and y'all don't feel like doing it, won't cancel it, uh, show up down at Commit Coffee on 26 at 6 o'clock. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. They, got, they got some good stuff on their menu down there, man. I had some maroons oh, yeah. last week. <laughs> Looking at the comments. Jim, <laughs> uh, uh, what you think? Uh, you go. <laughs> <laughs> you got you, Nick. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right, man. We'll we try to keep it below three hours, y'all. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. we, we get, get long-winded when you've been, been out for a while, man. Yeah, you know, man. I know. I know. Yeah. 
talk about the uh, the brawl in Alabama. We can talk about none of this stuff, man. So you right. know, we're gonna so, let y'all yeah. have. <laughs> so, but look, man. Uh, mate, not that you need an introduction. You know, we know who you are. Most of the people do. But uh, for the ones of you all who don't know some of the accomplishments that Mac has been a part of, um, first of all, he um, survived growing up in cold water. You know, he went on to the military. We're going to talk about that. Um, you know, started and, and still pushing with a, a beautiful family. You know, wrote books. Uh, he's an artist. He's a musical artist. I don't know if he can still draw or not. He used to be able to. But uh, he's a, a jack of all trades. So we just pre- presenting to some and introducing others. Jermaine Mac McIntyre. Yes, sir. Fella. What's happening, man? What's up with it? What's up with it? Man, look, man, you know we had to do this one right here, man. Uh I told E earlier, a lot of people are gonna be like, they they returning it. They mustn't have nobody. They they had the interview <laughs> one of their own. But nah, man, like we really, you know, couldn't couldn't go a step further, you know, without you know honoring you, bro. And uh, everything you've done, everything you've accomplished. So, uh, this for you tonight, bro. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate it. You know, yeah. happy to be here, big dog. Yes, sir. We happy to have you, man. Glad to have you here tonight. You, know, you, you had me and other things you could have been doing, so glad to be a part of the show tonight, bro. But uh, <laughs> been here interviewing somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> but man, uh, to kick it off, man, I know you know we 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 ain't really come up with no scripted questions. We're gonna let this thing flow. But uh, similar to other guests who've been on, you know, we always kick off talking about cold water. So for you, uh, what was it like coming up in cold water? Oh, uh, it was, you know, looking back, man, it's, it was special, man. All of the, the the childhood memories, the friendships and bonds I was able to build, um, it was special. Like still being cool with the majority of the people I came up with not having no issues, no run-ins. Um, you know, I feel like it prepared me for life. You know what I'm saying? Coming from cold water, seeing what we came from and then going other places in the world, it just feel like uh, it prepared you for everything. You had to have thick skin. And uh, yeah, man, I just, I just felt prepared for, for whatever coming from cold water. Yeah. So you know, we ask this follow-up question whenever we ask that that first question. So, uh, who who were some of your biggest influences uh, coming up in cold water? Man, that's a good question. I don't know why I didn't think about that before this to prepare an answer. <laughs> really been moving so much, man. That I ain't just you know. We first we've been off. We we took yeah, 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 yeah. I've been moving a around. Rest, a little rest. <laughs> yeah, a little rest. But oh. Uh, Outside, man, really, my, my parents first and foremost, but outside of the family, we we'll say, uh, it's Rick Tyson, we we'll say, Coach Andrews. Um, I think those probably just off the top of my head, I think those probably my, my main two. Yeah, I mean, you got to keep that chair still, man. Your, your microphone doing some stuff, man, for real. Yeah, you, yeah, making noise, or is it moving? You kind of like waving in and out, your, your voice is. Oh. Yeah. Well, it, it might not be the chair. It might just be, you know. Get, just get in studio mode. Man. <laughs> man. You know, they can't see that. I'm, I'm going to start recording so you can see it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, E. Yeah. So, um, uh, with, with it and with those influences, uh, we, we might have a, a little surprise later on, but we're going to jump right into probably one of the 
the biggest things that, in my opinion, the biggest things that you were a part of, being a part of um, one of the best basketball teams to come through Coldwater. So, man, how, how, how was that? I know you came up playing ball from, you know, knee high to whatever up through high school, being basically a celebrity on the basketball team. So how was that? Man, it really was the dopest shit ever, to, to be honest. Just, you know, basketball was already big coming up when we came through. So it was already packed out gyms. I just remember going to see Devin them play. The, the gyms used to be packed out. And then so to, to continue and pick up and carry that, carry that legacy on, it was dope. Just showing up, knowing that, you know what I'm saying, it was going to be sold out, knowing everybody was watching knowing you most likely weren't going to lose because you put the work in. It was special, really. Yeah, and a follow-up to that, I will say, the reason that I say one of the best basketball teams, I know y'all didn't get a chance to win a big dance. Y'all went there, um, but I think that would have been the icing on the cake to be hands down the best basketball team to ever come through there. You know, yeah, I, uh, I ain't see – I ain't get to see a lot of the people that came after us. So, you know what I'm saying, I know – a lot what two of them went to state one state yeah they, they was hooping um, too but yeah so i don't I, I know a lot of we played like a lot of with some of the guys but then the, the youngest group i don't think i ever played against any of them or whatever coming up so i didn't get a chance to witness that but i do know like i feel like we had definitely one of the coldest teams to come through there yeah and then you know we was playing in a different in a different uh class too yeah, I don't, I don't know what, what did they win at 1A? Uh, I think they won at 1A. You, you guys were at 2A, weren't you? 3A, 3 and 2. Yeah, 3, three D and 2. Okay, but they, they won at 1A, right, John? I, th- I think so. I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah, but like, as far as basketball is concerned, like, who would you say you know was the person that you know put the ball in your hand and then you know you just kind of mimic your game, uh, after theirs? Bro, I don't even know who put the ball in my hand. I just remember, like, we used to be outside hooping every day. Damn, let me bag up from the mic for Eric to say something else. I ain't going to say nothing else. I ain't going to say nothing else. I got out the way. You did. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, bro. We just, man, we used to hoop every day. So, the whole North whole North Street, uh, Purvis, Purvis Levinson, Free G, um, I don't, I don't even remember how much KK number used to be out there, but that's where it started at on North Street. Then we used to go over over Ray House with Nick, the hoop. And then from there, you know what I'm saying? Once we start hooping around Coldwater and, and putting squads together, we kind of played with I think that's how we got so cold too. We played with most of the people the the whole childhood. We played with all of them came up with from a young age. So by the time we got to Junior high, high school, we just had that chemistry. Yeah. Hey, did you see Jordan order wing stop? Yeah, man. I was like, I thought I was like, damn, my is my shit froze or what? Nah, man, that's that's a that, that's a surprise we got for you, man. That's I your guess. Y'all that man lips said 10 piece spice. I read your lips, bro. <laughs> I ain't driving no olive branch tonight. <laughs> but uh but yeah, man, uh like and uh, you know, I think we've been asking this to all the basketball people, so I'm gonna put you on the spot. I ain't got no top five, bro. Oh, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Nah, nah, for real. Right. <laughs> hey, you ready for that one? Give me your top five. Not, bro. My top five, 
Your top five. Oh, bro. Randy Henson. No, nah, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start over. I'm going to go with Ralph. I'm going to go it with the category. <laughs> huh? You said Randy Henson. I said, depending on what category, he didn't specify. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Top five. I'm going to go with, I'm gonna go with Brand. I'm going to go with Devin. I'm going to go with Dion, Raph, and Mon. My whole squad minus me. <laughs> That's pretty good. Pretty good. That's I can't think on the spot like that either. I'm sure there's some people I missed that probably would be in there, but the easiest way is to just go yeah. with my top five. Because I probably... Uh, yeah, I, I probably would put Joe in that joint though. Joy Poke. <laughs> man, it, it was where Joy Poke at, man. I don't know. <laughs> Bro, it, it was some it was some hoops in that stretch, man. It was some hoops there. And look, Jordan asked about who you mimic yourself out though. You still think you well, I'm gonna say you still because you're old now. But uh Diamond Stadamire. You just wanna be like Diamond Stadamire? Nah, man, you know game how you know how it was in the hood when anytime you similar similar or or even closely uh look like somebody, they're gonna call you that. First mm-hmm. it was no limit rappers, then it was NBA players. So uh I ain't I don't even think I answered that part. I it was kind of just who who I started hooping with on North Street, but as far as like mimicking my game early on, at first it was Jordan, then it was Iverson, and then uh Shit, probably some and one people at some point till I got cut trying to do and one shit. Codan got me right up out of there. You trying to hit with the hot sauce? Bro, I don't know. Codan got me. It was like a grade. He cut me for the first half of the season. And so, tell me, yeah, we got a. Oh, there you go, right there. You speak about him. We coach you on mute. Hey, unmute that phone. Coach, he don't be late. late. <laughs> What's up, Coach? You got to take the mic off mute. Hello, baby. He won't let me do it. Hello. He won't let me either. <laughs> give, give, give him a second. Let, let him get the mute out. Yeah, figure that out. We, had, we, had, we had to get Coach Danger on here for you, man. Yeah, I got I got uh, There we go. There you go. Yes, sir. Coach. What's up? Who is that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Coach, you in the dog, ain't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm downstairs. I'm finna go up to my office now. Uh, okay, okay. I, I had problems getting on. I had to get my wife to help me out. Hey, don't worry about it. So, you, Coach, you, you coming right in. We were just talking about uh, the basketball journey. So, uh, you can kind of speak to that once you... Uh, Get to your seat. Okay. Yeah. What well, was I at? I was uh. Oh, let, let, about, let, I was talking about, talk about when 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 I got cut. <laughs> who, who who was that? Jermaine. I don't remember him getting cut. Hey, <laughs> I hey, cut, he got. Hey. I cut Dion and Ralph. I don't remember cutting. Uh, <laughs> Coach, you got me right up out of eighth grade. <laughs> Didn't tell me why nothing. 
I said, I used to be like, man, I know I'm better than some of these guys now, but then I don't know who it was, but they told me I was in seventh grade. It was an eighth grader. They was like, hey, coach said he cut you because you dribble too much. Oh. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. You know that don't. So, <laughs> so, so when they told me that, I locked in, Jordan. And I knew what the problem was, so I locked in after that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Coach Danny, what, what do you remember remember most about Matt and his time that he spent with you uh at Coldwater? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I'm gonna tell y'all the truth, man. <laughs> um Matt, I I started watching Matt when he was eighth grade, but then when he got in the ninth grade, I used to beat him and Chris Pitts in PE class. You know, I let them play together. And and I would get some of the ranking things in the class, and, and we'll beat them. And then they 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 he started improving his game. Him him and Chris Pitts, and and they got to the point where I couldn't beat them with the ranking things. I had to get some more ba- basketball players to beat them. But from <laughs> that point is when you know I realized Mac understood the game. I understood that you know he was coachable. I I learned that that he was coachable. And I saw that he had leadership skills. And so, you know, I, I was looking at Mac, and I think he started playing when he's, what, ninth or 10th grade? What was it, Mac? Uh, the end of the ninth grade, end of the ninth grade year, after right. the, the, the junior season was, or the B team season was over, then I got yeah. moved up after that. Yeah, because he, you know, I got a lot of flack. See, you guys don't understand some of the flack I get from the community and parents because I don't play they, their kids, you know, stardom. You know, some of them be real concerned about my child's star and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And and and, and I picked Mac for that team. Um, I think it was McIntyre, Moan, Dion. Brand Brand and Ralph, and and those guys you became so competitive with Mac as the quarterback. See, Brand Brand wanted to be the quarterback, but I knew McIntyre was the leader for that group, and 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 I started playing two teams. Mac probably can remember this, and and I started playing two teams. I told the guys I gotta play these these junior boys. I gotta play them because they 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 better than y'all really. And whenever I played, whenever I started the junior team, I couldn't get nothing out of the senior boys. You know, they'd be pounding mad because they didn't start. But when I when I started the senior boys and they give me what they had and I bring Mac them in, it, it made a difference. I, I had folk, folks all over the place. Man, how come you don't start them boys? Why you start the other guys? You, you, that's your starting team. But I understood what I was dealing with. Matter of fact, when we went to the state, I started the senior boys, and we did okay. And I said to myself, I told Coach Jones, we might not get back down here. I said, what I'm going to do is start the junior boys. I don't know if Matt remember that. But I started the junior boys the second time we got to the state, uh, the next day. Uh, and I couldn't get nothing out of the senior boys because they were pouting because I had started those junior boys. But but when you when I think about McIntyre and and five maybe five of the top 
basketball players that I coached when I was in Coldwater, as far as leadership, you know, somebody who was coachable, somebody who you could uh, teach how you wanted this team to, to, to function. And it was like me on the floor and Mac. I could, I could look. He would look over at the bench and he'll know when I want to slow the ball down. And he'll know when I want him to push it. And that was, you know, a coach, a coach have a fit, man, when he find a player that he could play the game through because the kid is coachable. And I think about uh, Devin Cummins and McIntyre. See, I put Mac right there with, with Devin because he was a leader on the floor. Now, he did, he did something one time kind of surprised me, but he was kind of clowning. I don't know if Matt would remember this. He was dripping the ball, cut a flip. He cut a flip right on that back uh, When I rolled on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, yeah. the M1 stuff you were talking about. <laughs> so, Coach Jones, he better be glad he didn't lose the ball. <laughs> hey, we were playing Centoga that night. I had to get uh, off one time. <laughs> I cut a flip and he see I had complete control of the ball. <laughs> I, I, I really enjoy coaching that group. It's what it wasn't a hard group to coach. And and these guys was winners. See, I tell people a lot of time, I say, hey, that group never was a losing team. They wasn't a losing team because I, I I I kept them together. And there was people in Coldwater wanted me to split them up because they thought there was other guys that should have been playing before some of those guys. But I kept them together. And when they got in high school, they took that team to Jackson twice, twice. And and and, see, and I realized what was going on. Brand Brand blew the game in Jackson, but uh, <laughs> we was playing. Uh, we was playing Ashley, you know. I said, slow the ball. I think we was up five points. I said, hey, we don't need no more shots. Let's slow the ball down. Brand kept trying to score. But I couldn't be too hard on him because we wouldn't have been there if it hadn't been for that knucklehead. Uh, up, up five points with a minute, 33 seconds left, I remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I remember it better than mine. Hey, we don't need another shot. We don't need another shot. But, you know, let them foul. You go to the free throw line, make your shot. But Brian was playing for people in the bleachers and different plays, you know, he, you know, but – Hey, I, what could I say? I told some folks, hey, man, hey, we wouldn't have got to Jackson and been for that knucklehead. He, cause he, <laughs> hey, hey, Coach Daniel, right before you came hey, on. Man, shout out to Brand. Man. Yeah, shout out to Brand. We, we saw Brand a few weeks ago when he was talking about basketball. Hey, yeah. um, shout, shout out to Brand. But, Coach, right before you came on, uh, we asked Mac about his top five players out of Coldwater. And uh, he named, he, he basically named those guys that he played with, plus Devin, and took himself out. So yeah. um, I, I guess to your point, you said Devin and Mac probably the two in the same in your eyes. Yeah, well, see, I, I guess they got something to do with it. Right, point guard. Point guard. See, yeah. yeah, point guard. Yeah. Is, is 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 my quarterback on the basketball team. Mm-hmm. You got to have a point guard, somebody who you can coach the team through on the floor. See, I couldn't play, but if I could teach a kid how to play this game and how to listen to me. You know, when, when the pressure's on, you know, you don't have to be under pressure. Just listen to me. Uh, uh, work with me. Whether we win or lose, that was my game plan. And when I find a kid that 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 would do that, 
I, I knew I had something valuable. And Mac was one of those guys. He really was. Appreciate that, Coach. Yeah. I seen him speak up for me. You know, some kids be kind of acting crazy on the team. And I saw guts and courage in Mac that I, I didn't really see. Two, two, two guys really surprised me how they kind of stepped up. You know, they did what I didn't have to do. You know, he, he stepped up one time and he, he spoke up when it was time to speak up. I remember that night. Yeah. At time in the locker room, somebody yeah. was talking back. Fly out. He put it fly out. But if he hadn't said nothing, you know, I would have had to get out of character. And I was trying to coach the team. But when he stepped up, I said, I saw that. I said, yeah, yeah, we 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 headed to the state now because these boys, they, they get they getting it. Yeah, yeah. But Mac was back for play. I never did get a chance to tell him. Matter of fact, me and my wife bought him and his wife a birth a wedding gift, and he said he was going to buy the house to get it, but he never did. What? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you get, he said, "All right, you come by the house, you be able, you know, you see where I stay. Just come by the house and pick it up." He never did show. Up. I think somebody else got that. I think we, uh, Ray Sean got that way. Coach, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even remember that. One. <laughs> I, I might have been in I might have been in Iraq or something, Coach. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I had Iraq on your mind. It was something, Coach. We, I saw, oh. saw you. We saw you in Coldwater at, at some function, something. Yeah. Hey, I got you a wedding gift, man. That was when you were getting ready to get married, or you had gotten married, or something. I don't know. Oh man, I, I, I didn't. I missed it up. <laughs> you still. Uh, since y'all mentioned Iraq, I know he went to the army straight out of high school. Uh, did y'all did you have any type of conversation with him on making that decision? Were you in support? I, I really didn't. I really didn't. You know, I, I knew Mac was gonna do well. You know, whatever he did, because I I know his whole family. You know, I know the future. I went to school with a boy, and, and I know the family was a good family. And and I was surprised that, you know, he was a decent kid like he was in high school. And, and uh, hey, I I used to tell guys, man, Mac, Mac was an easy guy to coach. He was a pretty easy guy to get along with. And he worked hard. And he worked hard, you know. Mac, no, I work him. I work him. I work him. I work him hard. But it paid off. Paid off. Yeah. He got to state playoffs four times. Got to Jackson twice, and our tallest man was six three. Uh, I think Ralph might have been the tallest man on our team. Now Amon might have been a few inches taller than Ralph, but we didn't have no big six eight, six nine, you know, like everybody else did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was a hard road, but they 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 got down there, man. That, that's a good feeling, man. A lot, a lot of folks play high school ball; they don't know what Jackson looked like. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Coach. Uh, we uh, we we're gonna bring you on for your own segment. So um, keep the phone nearby because we want to hear more about you in basketball and cold water. Yeah. Um, but before you leave, is there anything you want to say to Mac or Mac? Anything you want to say to Coach? Uh, yeah, I got something I want to say. First, I just want to tell you uh, I appreciate you uh for being the figure that you were to the community for the things that you taught us for um just teaching us valuable life lessons inside the gym. 
for being yourself, being a man of your faith. Like I, I know you're you you're heavy on faith and uh to probably more so than most people to where if we had a game and it dictated or it interfered with the faith that you practice, you would go there and miss the game. And I, I just admire you for that and uh just appreciate all you've done for us. Yeah. And and I and I appreciate you, Mac. You you was you was valuable to 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 the team when I was coaching you, during your time. You know, you guys made a difference. Y'all made it easier for me to coach other guys. And I know the guys before you all, like Chris Lewis and Joe Conley. Those guys, they made it. They made it. You know, Chris allowed me to. Uh, to coach him. And that was the other guy I was talking about that, that stood up for me when, when somebody else would try to get out of hand, Chris stood up and he, and he talked to the guy. Everybody else was afraid to talk to the guy, but Chris, Chris, Chris told Tory one time, you don't want to play basketball, man. You need to get out of here. <laughs> Tory turned around and said, who said that? Chris stepped up and said, I said it. And that was the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that, Chris? I said it. Because every time they miss a layup, they had to run some left. And Tory, Tory, he was just goofing off. And Chris, man, you don't want to play. You need to get out of here. And man, Chris said, I the one said it. I said it. Because <laughs> yeah. all, all the guys were kind of, you know, Tory was old as I was, you know. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> uh, but, but I enjoyed Mac. Mac was good company. I, I I I liked the idea that he was coachable. He could play and, and understood the game. And he made the team go. And he knew when to slow it down. You know, he would have them. I would let my guys, see, I, I'm the type of coach. I let my boys play basketball, you know. I don't believe in slowing them down when I know they can play basketball. But, you know, there's some time when you can't run that ball and shoot it like you want to. You need to slow the game down and do something different. And Mac was that guy that understood, hey, man, we, we're not making shots. Let's, let's, let's put the team into the offense. Put it into the offense. Let's run some plays. And he knew, he knew how to do that. Mac Mac would slow it down, and he would look at the look at the bench. A lot of guys used to say, "Man, Mac McIntyre be watching you. He know what you want on the floor." And I said, "He he do, man. That that makes coaching easy when you got somebody on the floor that can you know control the flow like you want it to be controlled." He was a valuable player. We we got the Jackson man. That was a big deal. For for Coldwater for the boys to get to Jackson doing y'all time, yeah, a big deal. Yeah, twice, got there twice. Yeah, Coach, look, we definitely appreciate you for uh, taking time out to join. I called you yesterday, and uh, Mac he didn't change a word. So once I told him what we had going, so yeah. as, as Eric mentioned, we're gonna get you back on so we can uh, do this, do the same thing we're doing for Mac. For you. Okay. Let me ask a question. Hey, Mac, Mac, didn't you change your name? Mm -mm. Look like when I be seeing your name is B. You got what's your middle name? Jermaine. Oh, that's your middle name. See, I thought your name was Jermaine Jack. Mac. 
Yeah, What's my your... first name, Justin. Justin, okay. It's something, yeah. something else I be seeing. Hey, Cole, Cole, Cole he, he be on knucklehead. Don't worry about it. He just be on knucklehead. <laughs> Rolling on the floor. Right. <laughs> right. Cole said, don't be seeing. We'll be yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. But it was good coaching you, man. You, you, you. You was a good kid. You didn't get in trouble at school. You come out of a decent family. And, you know, that's that's valuable to a coach. You know, he, he was easy to coach. Always, that, coach. always at practice, working on his game. And he was a pretty good ball player. Pretty yeah. good ball player. Yeah, when he come home, I, I, I remind him to come to that wind gill. When I said when I said I'll be talking about the top five guards, you know, yeah. top five guards, guys who control the flow. And, and I, I can remember three that control the flow really. Right, you, hold, you hold them, Coach. Hold them. Don't tell us like Hold them. We want you to give away early. We want you to give away early. <laughs> and, man, I do have tapes on you, man. I got all the tapes when you coach. Oh. I want. We've been trying to get the tapes. When I come home, I got to set some more so we can put them on DVD so we can get in the digital age. Okay. When you come home, just check with me, man. I got them. I got them. Oh, right. uh, what's his name? D-Berry. Jason D-Berry came by here one time. Coach, um, uh, Ray Sean said, you got some tapes. <laughs> yeah. I said, but every time I gave Ray Sean and, and Kevin a tape, they don't bring it back. Oh. I promise you, if you give me one, I'm gonna bring it back. Hey, he been had by had my tape for about eight months. I ain't, I ain't heard. <laughs> but I made them tape for you guys, not for myself, because I knew one day you guys was gonna get old and not like me. See, I did. I, I averaged thirty two points a game in high school. <laughs> <laughs> and don't have nothing. Don't have nothing to show my kid. Hey, I'll yeah. tell you this. I can show it to you. Don't have nothing. But I got the stuff for you guys. I got it. probably every game you played in Cold War. Yeah, I need to get them Cold I'm, When I come home, I had to come, o come over there and get them. Yeah, just I make sure. I ain't going to uh, not make, show up this time. Right. Make sure you know, you know which games you want. Yeah, y'all here now. If you don't, yeah, yeah. It, it ain't my fault. It ain't my fault. <laughs> no, we, gonna hold, we gonna hold him to it. Hey, no. he, he, he messed around. Let Ray Sean get him his own him and coat. Oh, Ray Sean ain't giving no tape back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you didn't play with Ray Sean because he got all of them. Nah, I ain't, I ain't play with Ray Sean. <laughs> I think I have y'all tape separate from. Yeah, they said, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Coach, Coach look, we appreciate it. We're gonna get with it and get you back on here, but uh, appreciate you coming on tonight. All right, fellas, good talking with y'all. See y'all. All right, Coach, good yeah. seeing you. All right. Yeah, man, we back. Y'all go pulling strings, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, look, Coach Danny ain't changed a bit. He come over here fine folks up left and right and, and still talking. <laughs> hey, still got it. Still Somebody got it. Anybody from Coldwater can check. Hey. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you playing, man. Man, it's too fun. But look, man. Uh, uh, yeah, I made my night with that jump. Man, it, hey, look. I told you, man. We had something for you, man. So, <laughs> you know, I thought that too. When you said that, I'm like, it can't be. It can't be that many people. Yeah, could be a whole yeah, lot of people. You never know. 
Yeah. I mean that that you know I would want to talk to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's pretty it's pretty neat though, man. But yeah. um you know, it, well, it's even neater that Coach Dandridge put you up there with, with his top five and top two probably yeah. out, out of point guard. So that, that's pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, look, man, we're we moving on. Uh, we know Nicky said y'all got some, some some stuff to put in motion later on. So <laughs> uh, let, let's talk about your decision to leave Coldwater and uh, join the U.S. Army. What, what, what was that like? Man, at some point, Playing, you know, coming up, the dream was to go to the league and all of this. And at some point in high school, looking at, like, I ain't average a lot of points. Uh, I average a lot of assists, not a lot of points or whatever. So just the way I played the game, I knew for me it was going to end. Probably could have went, played. Man, where'd Jordan go? Oh, he <laughs> went off. Probably could have, uh. Went to like Russ or Northwest or something, who for real, but I knew I wasn't going nowhere. And so we took the ACT, I mean, not the ACT, but the ASVAB at school one day. I think like I was in 10th grade, 11th grade, maybe. I took it to get out of class, really. I wouldn't think about the Army or nothing, right? So we taking the test. I'm seriously taking it. And then like an hour into it, people start leaving. I'm like, bro, ain't no way they took the test this fast. So at that point, I just started marking stuff to get out of there. Made probably the lowest acceptable score you can make because of that to join the Army, but the recruiter still came. And uh, when the recruiter came, they was trying to sell me on the Army or whatever. I wasn't sold on it, but I did talk to my parents about the Air Force like a couple times before that. But the Air Force ain't never pull up probably because of their low score. But, yeah, they started talking about, well, you want to go to college, you can go to college and you can get paid at the same time. In the army, so it didn't happen like that, but that's why I was like, Shit, I'd rather be getting paid and going to school rather than just going to school. And I ain't really have a plan for college for real. So I was like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and join. And that was really it, bro. I ain't really, I don't even remember a lot of thought going into it. It was just like, yo, I need to get away from here. I'm not going to college. We had a, I'm not going to play basketball in college. I did like a we had a little group tryout at Russ and some other stuff set up. And I was just like, bro, I don't want to do this. So that was that. Yeah. So, man, I um I actually remember taking that ass, man, because I took it too. And I mean, they were talking about, yeah, you can get $50,000 to go to college. You know, that's what they was pushing uh, with that ass valve. And, uh, yeah, I don't even remember talking to anybody in there. It was just like afterwards, after I passed the test. Yeah. Again, when I went, when I went to try to pick a job, they was like, yo, you made – the lowest goal you can make to enter the army. And I was like, bro, I want to take it over because I know I ain't try for real. I tried to get out of class. But they was like, oh, you can change the job when you get in there. Don't worry about that. Like, they sold me on there. I was like, bro, I was just like, whatever. So I ended up joining. Yeah. Yeah, because I know. Yeah, um, rest is history, man. Yeah. I was a class behind you, but I took some of my class with y'all. And I remember yeah. you saying, man, I'm going to the army. I said, man, you ain't going to the army. I thought he was playing the whole time until, until he actually left. And, um, you know, when, when you left, it was like, man, Matt really went to the Army, you know. Like, nobody really believed it, but I guess those same traits and characteristics that Coach Daniel was talking about, you know, th- there was an example of it right there that you that Matt going to do what Matt going to do from a leadership standpoint. And, um, just looking, looking, I guess looking back or looking forward, 20 years later, did you, did you expect to stay in as long as you did? Nah, man, my plan was four. 
go in four years, get my degree, and be out. Um, you know, of course it didn't turn out like that, but I am just backpedaling a little bit. I, I really can't even put my finger on why or what or like not being scared to go or none of that. It just like it was just like it happened and I just went with the flow. But my plan was to do four years, go to school, get out. And then the first year, soon as I soon as I got done with school, as soon as I got the four business, we went direct right after that. So um which they ain't really got nothing to do with me getting out in four years, but within four years I had been Iraq twice. And at the end of those four years, I really still ain't have a plan on what I wanted to do. And it was and that just kept happening, like not having a plan, not having a plan. Uh, I always had something going on, but I just never had a solid plan as to, you know what I'm saying, what I want to transition to. And uh, it was a, it's a lot different. It was a lot different back then than it is now because, like, the way it is now, I probably would have been gone after four years if I made it. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> I want to go back uh, to, to high school. So you've been doing music every, for, ever since I can remember. So, uh, and and I've always looked at you from afar as like, I mean, one of the the top guys, you know, like lyrically, like since, I mean, you've just been doing it. The stuff that you're putting out now, I know you've grown and you've evolved, but I mean, I feel like that's been you since I start, first started listening to you. So, like, was there ever a point where you saw yourself like taking the music serious? I mean, not serious, but like trying to get a deal and, you know what I'm saying? Like actually sign with somebody and, and, and all that. Yeah, man. I actually, I mean, I did all that. Um, I, I didn't sign, but I took it seriously for really before I joined the army, I wanted that's what I wanted to do. Like that's what I always wanted to do before anything for real. First it was basketball and and music kind of neck and neck, and then it just music just took the top spot. But back then, it was hard to get in the studio. Um, linked up with Chaos a couple of times, but then when he got locked up, nowhere else to record for real. Um, started going to Cheese House to record. But, you know, I never had my own equipment, didn't know how to work stuff back then, so it was a lot different. And I joined the Army. When we went direct the first time, you know, you meet people, you freestyle, kick it or whatever. And then um, my homie Ja from New York, he was uh he went home on leave and like bought a studio set up and brought it back to Iraq. And so once he did that, well, before he did that, I was like recording on the computer in my room, like with one of these jumps right here. On one of these mics. And this I probably listen to it now, it sound horrible. The truck is <laughs> headset, dog. But uh yeah, he went, got like, I guess. Stepping into the digital age when you could buy an interface and a computer and all that, brought it back direct. We built a booth, man, and uh, that's when I really got serious because I do, I learned how to work everything there. And then when we got when we got back, I was in Georgia, so I'm in Columbus, an hour and a half from Atlanta. We would go to Atlanta all the time. Any other shows in Columbus, promote, pull up, do shows, uh, whatever was popping. But every time I feel like a buzz got created or you know what i'm saying i got songs on the radio it was time to go direct again every time 
And then it just got to a point where it's like, dang, you got a family now. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So at that point, it probably been easy for me to just get out of the army and, and go chase music head on, for real. Uh, even though Jayla was probably born in 2005. So that was shortly after, two years after I joined. But even still, it would have been way easier. But then as time passed, get a family, you get a house, and all of this stuff, these responsibilities come. It's like, all right, I got to uh, figure something else out. I'm going to keep doing this, but this I can't quit doing what else I'm doing to solely focus on this because it's not just me that I got to support. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny you say that because uh, I don't remember my own class slogan, but I remember class 03s is the main focus is the main focus because uh, McIntyre came up with that in class one day. and It just rang. Well, I, I ain't even come up with that, though. Yeah, I told them folks. <laughs> nah, that came from Lil Wayne, bro. Hey, I, I remember yeah, for your class. I'm saying for your class. You I, yeah, I did. Based on me listening to music, though. Yeah, yeah. I remember because Shamana wrote the letters off that joke. <laughs> I just got a shirt for our 20 year class reunion. It ain't in here though, but it got they put it on there again. So shout <laughs> out to my classmates, man. Yeah, but nah, man. But um, just saying that to say that you know you stuck it out 20 years. Um, you know, I know we talking about you going to the army 20 years later for the people who are watching and y'all probably wondering why we interviewing Mac tonight. Mac just retired eight days ago from the U S army at the age of 38. So, uh, yes, sir. not many, not many people could say that they joined the army at 18, went off, did tours, put in 20 years and was blessed enough to be able to come home and spend time and, you know, enjoy the rest of their lives with their families. So uh, we definitely appreciate your service, man, when it comes to that. Yes, sir. Yeah, man, appreciate all the support I got over the years, dog. One easy, but you know what I'm saying? It was a, it was been a great experience, but it was just time to go, man. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. The Army did a lot for me. You, you know, as many bad things came with it, people that got – people that I lost, um, I still gained a lot from it. So seeing a lot, had to grow up fast, especially going to Iraq straight out of – Basically out of high school, like, um, yeah, had to grow up fast, dog. Yeah, yeah. So um, you talked about you mentioned Jalen uh, having Jalen in two thousand five, and then I yeah. mean you and Nikki, uh, y'all going to have two more daughters, uh, and I think everybody knows, you know, uh, the relationship, you know, that uh, you know, me. you have a. Uh, you know, with your daughters and being a girl dad, uh, like, just talk about, I guess, first, what was that like in 2005, becoming uh, a father for the first time? Um, It's crazy, man, because Jayla was born uh, July 6th, right? I was in Iraq. Not when she was born, but I was in Iraq, like, active from January to December. And so it it meant a lot. I knew my life had changed, but during the time, like I couldn't really celebrate it. It was like my mind was in a totally different place to where I had to be locked in on something else. Like I I know around 2005 is like when the way my, my feelings changed a lot in 2005 with like just how I deal with life and how I move. And I had to relearn a lot based on that just because if I would have the stuff that I seen that year, if I would have took it 
if if I would have been like the same person that I was, I wouldn't I probably wouldn't be sane now. So like I had to learn how to see shit and throw it like get it right out of my mind. Even though you know what I'm saying still memories, I still see it, but it's like it, it don't really bother me like that opposed as opposed to uh if I had just been wouldn't have been in that mode. But that changed me forever. Like like I said, I knew I had something different to live for. I knew I had more responsibility, um, and I just knew it was time to step up. So I was in Iraq six months. I came home for a week. Nikki had Jayla the second week. I probably was at home four days, and I went back to Iraq for another six months wow. before, you know what I'm saying, I seen her again. And uh, it's probably like the first four years, it was just me coming home on the weekend, on four-day weekends, when we didn't live together or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. So um in that same sense, you know, I know we know you married now, you know, we got married then back then. And um as Jordan mentioned, you and Nikki went on the house. Huh? I ain't that was two thousand five. We didn't get married to two thousand eleven. No, I'm saying like back then versus now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back, back then and y'all y'all had three girls total. Um yep. so during the same time frame, you were still in the army, still active. Uh, I know you mentioned your life changed in 05, but how difficult was it once you got married and had a child? Like, how how complex was that situation? Being an army, it's it was very complex. Um, take one somebody with a lot of patience, uh, to deal with you and the the bullshit that the army come with, man. Um, so what's up, Jayla? How's class? But <laughs> yeah, it, it's a. Uh, a lot of a lot of BS come with it, and we get the service members most times get all the credit when your family got to carry that a lot of that same load, and so they don't really get recognized for that. So shout out to my family for just having my back and supporting me through all of that. Uh, Nikki, Jayla, Leela, and Raylan, um, just cause I missed a lot of events, wasn't able to to show up a lot of times or Nikki. Pretty much being a single parent because I'm gone and I ain't got no say so over when I'm coming home, what time I'm getting off, all of this, you know what I'm saying, early on before, um, yeah, before I was probably in leadership position and knew what was going on. Even afterwards, you still don't know what's going on sometimes. So just shout out to them for holding me down, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. And look, uh, just tying the army and the family, you know, tying that up. Uh, I know some people stayed for 30, 40 years. What what was that uh, feeling like that made you say, okay, the time is now to go ahead and call it at 20 years? Bruh, I've been wanting to call it probably since 10. But I got to 10, and it's just like, bro, you might as well just go ahead and ride it out. But even at 10, it still wasn't no solid plan. Um, I knew – I knew at 10 I could get out. I knew I could be successful just because this is how I feel like I'm built. I feel like no matter what happened, I'm staying on my faith and what I believe in. And I feel like my grind and my mindset, the way that I know I'm going to put my all into it and hustle, whatever happened, I feel like I'm going to be straight regardless, even in the tough times. But with that all said, it still wasn't no solid plan, and and it, the army was providing me security and a lifestyle that I was like, all right, whatever, I, I could deal with it. And then probably around year fourteen, I went back to Afghanistan, like the fifth time, 
and uh, came home from that. And went to Hawaii. Hawaii was cool. After I left Hawaii, I went to Fort Polk, and I was just like, bro, I'm done. Um, because everywhere I went, you got some places you go, you get a chill assignment. People be off work early. You know what I'm saying? At home, kicking it, traveling everywhere. But it feel like everywhere I went, nigga, we was out in the street, deployed overseas somewhere, even in Washington. As soon as I got to Washington, they Japan, uh, Australia, Hawaii, what like back to back to back. I'm when I got there, I was like, nah, bro. And I had enough rank to kind of like move some move my weight around a little bit. So it was just like, nah, I, it's it, though. I can't do it. And so when I got there, uh I, I knew I was done, but then I got promoted, right? I got promoted at like 18 to master sergeant. And when you get promoted, you get a three-year on you, you had to sign uh do another three years if you if you take the promotion. And so at that point, I was like, I was at 18, so I would have to do 21. I still took the promotion anyway, but uh, I still got out at 20, so I'll leave that at that. I won't speak on it, but yeah, I, I still got out at 20, um, so I get my retirement or whatever. And uh, one day in Washington, they was we having all these meetings, and I used to tell Nick every night, bro, I'm tired. I knew I was tired when I was going to work, and I wasn't doing nothing. Like, my job was easy. You know what I'm saying? Nobody say nothing to me. I'm not going to work out in the morning. I ain't going to PT. Nothing the whole time I was there. But I knew, like, I got all this freedom, and I still don't want to go. I knew. I'm like, yeah, it's a wrap, dog. And then one day in the meeting, somebody said something. And I was like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> For real, uh, like, that's how it happened. Like, yeah, no, the, the meetings will do it every time. Somebody yeah. Said, like, wow. yeah, somebody said something to me, like not to me, it was just something that didn't make sense. Right. And it was right. one of them days that I, I wasn't feeling it. And I was like, Yeah, bro, let me call my doctor. <laughs> <laughs> just show me a sign. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro. And, and shit. So then, bro, it was a wrap. Yeah. So with that, um, so I know you uh, you went off, um, you did your time, and part of the way through, you came back stateside. And uh, I know we mentioned three beautiful daughters earlier. Um, and looking, as we all do, on social media from the outside in, you can make your assumptions. And one of my assumptions, and I hope I'm right, is that Mac is very close to his daughters. And uh, anybody who know you, I'm sure they can see that. So, man, how, how is that, man, just having that relationship with your daughters, man? Uh, I feel like we all we got, honestly. You know what I'm saying? We got family at home. We got family everywhere. But on a day-to-day basis, we all we got. We we we're all that we have. There's nobody coming to save us. Probably nobody you can borrow no money from. There's nobody coming to help. I don't have a babysitter because ain't nobody close. You know what I'm saying? So we really all we got. So it's us. Um, nobody, no family coming to to relieve you. You know, uh. People will come, so I'm not saying like they won't come. Like um, my mother-in-law come, shout out to her. She'll come out, watch the kids if we need to go do some more, you know, for a vacation. But that shit few and far between, and it's, it's not like her fault or nothing like that, or or anybody's fault. It's just uh, it's just what it is. They come with this lifestyle, bro. You know what I'm saying? People, I've been in the army 20 years, come home forever. See, you stop coming home, 
I came home 18 years straight. You start coming home for a year or two, and they like, why you don't come home no more? Like, Nigga, why y'all don't come with me no more? So yeah. that that's why it's, it's really us. That's who I'm with every day. That's that's my squad. You hear me say that in my music. That's who I'm with, dog. Yeah. 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 And and we know we know Nick held it down for a long time. Uh and then you know, you, you picked up, you know, and, and did what you're supposed to do as a father. And the reason I asked that because you got a lot of deadbeat daddies out there. And and you know, and I ain't judging nobody with no situation, but to see the, the love that a father shows, especially a black father, show their kids, their daughters, that's the type of love that should be exemplified. What well, well, yeah, well, and, and it's not for show for y'all who don't know. Yeah. It's the dopest, that's the dopest shit ever, man. Even just dropping Jayla off last week, man. Seeing all those fathers, then HBCU, so black fathers, uh, that shit just made me feel a certain type of way. Yeah. Yeah. And look, speak uh speaking of uh Leela and Raylan, uh I know uh I can't remember which one, but the inspiration behind the children's book. Uh which one was that? Or was that both? Uh, that was both of them, man. Okay, so where where did that come from? Was that something that you always wanted to do, or is it just kind of like something that in your artistry, you know, circle? Uh, nah, it, it wasn't anything I had plans on doing. Not something that I wanted to do for real. I think what happened, of course, you know, I've been rapping, been writing for for whatever, so for however long, and uh, one day. I bought them a book off IG or something from a black author and uh, read it to them. They read it and it was like, shit, I could do this. <laughs> it, it rhymed. The book, the, the one that the book, whatever book I purchased at the time, it, it was one that rhymed. And I was just like, shh, I could do this myself. And so that's where it came from. And then I just added it to my list of, of stuff to try to do. And, uh, yeah, I put it on the list, man. She just got it done. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that, that guy, I know two books for sure. Yeah. I, I like it, but I know it's two. You got Be Nice to Me and you got Not Ready for Bed. Yeah. Uh, you came out with Not Ready for Bed first, right? Yeah. 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 So uh, if, if y'all children need, book, need books and put them iPads down, reach out to my boy, Matt. Yeah, man. www.arrogance.com. They on there. Uh, I think Be Nice to Me on Amazon, too. So you can search Be Nice to Me on Amazon by Justin McIntyre. You could get that. Yeah. Speaking, speaking, of, speaking of arrogance, uh, you got the clothing line. So kind of uh, talk to us about what inspired that and what was your vision from the beginning? Uh, a lot of people don't know, but like me and Rick was creating clothes and custom shoes way back in high school. Um, so it ain't like a clothing. It was first, it was just for us. Like it wasn't for anybody else, but mainly like we used to customize Air Force Ones, customize clothes, whatever. And then uh, even shit, even when I first joined the army, I was customizing clothes. And then uh, at some point, uh, I started out really just making hats. Um, when Trey started Rich Jeans, we used to chop it up all the time or whatever. And um, when he started Rich Jeans, I started a hat line, really. It was going to be arrogance. And it was just going to be a hat line. At the time, Trey didn't have any hats. So I was like, I'm going to do the hat since you're doing the clothes. 
and then like it just evolved into clothes. Um, that's that's really how it came about, and then I just try to hit some different angles with it, and shit, everything evolved from there. So I know you mentioned uh, a little while ago that you were gonna, you know, kind of focus on, you know, t-shirts and and all that. So is the plan to go deeper uh, with, with with designing uh, clothes or? Uh, what what is that gonna look like? You know, down the line. Man, really? Uh, I don't know. I, I can't just go with the flow. I, today I might say yeah. Tomorrow I might say no. Um, and it's because like sometimes when when lanes get crowded, I I kind of like to switch lanes, and so like stuff started getting crowded. Everybody started making clothes, and it got watered down. That's not why I stopped, but that made me kind of want to pull away from it um and so i took a break one because we were moving i'm retiring so i was like i don't want to get all this inventory shipped to washington that's gonna cost me whatever then while being in washington we bought the house before i got out the army so shit we had to move everything on our own to texas from washington and it was just like i don't want to have a whole lot of inventory and a whole bunch of stuff to move when when I know, you know what I'm saying, what's ahead, what lies ahead. And I was uncertain about, not uncertain about retirement, but just what life would be like after retirement. I'm still uncertain, but you know what I'm saying, that was, that's just what it, it was at the moment because it was like, all right, where, where are we going to be at? This is before we decided on Texas. Where are we going to live? You know what I'm saying? What are we going to be doing? What, what's the job going to look like? What the financial situation gonna look like all of these things I had to take into account. So it was just like I'm gonna just stop doing this. And then on top of that, uh when I stop, I be getting in these moves where like if something ain't selling, even if it's dope or whatever, it's just like I don't want to hold on to this inventory. I don't want to keep getting new stuff in, sitting on it and my money tied up in it when I got plans for all this other stuff. So I just stopped and then I got yeah, I just stopped. And then you said you asked about the t-shirts, right? What would you say about the t-shirt? No, I was just saying I know you had said you were gonna pretty much just focus on a t you know the t-shirt line, but I just you answered the question. I was just asking if you were gonna go, go deeper with anything else. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna go deeper, but as far as the shirts, I'm I'm gonna keep dropping shirts. I probably I got some I need to upload tonight, but it'll probably be tomorrow since we aren't here. But uh yeah, I'm just trying to find a, a different way to go about it. So I Right now, it's going to be shirts, probably some hats, some stuff. I got some stuff planned, but it's nothing like big and customizing a bunch of stuff. What happened is, like, I changed my mind to, like, I don't want to, some point, I don't want to make the outfit that you're going to wear when you go out because you're going to wear that shit once. Whenever you go into the club, you're going to take your picture in, and then it's a wrap. I want the consumer that gonna wear this shit every day and it was more about me too like what i want i wear t-shirts every day i'm in hoop shorts every day uh wherever i'm going ever since hawaii that's just how i've been for me because in hawaii they don't care about clothes <laughs> so it's just hoop shorts flip-flops and a t-shirt and so like i'm like what am i gonna wear every day and what can i sell that people gonna wear every day like you're gonna wear a t-shirt every day you're gonna get your nice outfit on the weekend you're gonna wear it once when you get ready to go out next Saturday you're gonna buy a new one a lot of people, not not all people, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. 
So Jordan kind of touched on the music uh, earlier, and I know you, you've been doing it basically since high school. Um, I, I know for me, uh, pain management was a hell of an album, but I know you just came out with a new one, Eric, too, right? Yeah, two Eric. So, um, yeah, so kind of. Yeah, so kind of talk us through that that evolution. I know Jordan said to him, it sounds sound, I guess it sounds the same, but he hear the same Mac from when you was in high school now. But kind of talk to us about the evolution in your eyes in your music. Uh, I think the evolution in my music really just came with being the person that I was. Like I started rapping, and you know, everybody start making songs with whatever is going on at the time trap rap was going on we was trapping and that's what it was and then as you grow and you figure out who you are and what you what you want to become or, or you know what i'm saying what you want to put out and then having three daughters like i can't say all the shit i used to say even though a lot of the music still on 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 itunes and all these spots it's certain stuff i'm not gonna say now that i got daughters uh i think it probably but i'm just not gonna say it. i'm not gonna record it even though like on too arrogant that was my like on my i'm free that was my i'm free tape like i'm gonna say what i want to I'm still gonna say what i want to but i ain't gonna say nothing that my daughter's gonna be like damn what was you on dad yeah um, but jayla be known she be listening to young boy and shit sometimes so she know um but uh so that that's kind of the evolution bro just growing into who i am knowing what i want what i want to put out and then keeping it keeping the art with it like like when i write it's it's a challenge to me i'm i'm waiting to see what i'm gonna come up with next Shit, i feel like personally anybody can rhyme like anybody can put some words together that's rhyming but are you gonna be able to talk about two things at once that that run parallel when, when you rapping and, and people could go either way with it or they can draw their own conclusion they can create their own story off something you said until you come clear it up like mine i feel like that's where i'm at with my music and and the stuff that i'm writing i'm trying to relate it to something else so that's kind of like why i don't really i might shoot some videos but i ain't big on videos because when i don't watch them and i be feeling like i be getting in my moods like bro when last time you really watched a video and people probably do watch videos, right? So I'm not saying it, but that's how I be talking myself out of it. Like, man, they ain't gonna watch no video. Yeah. They ain't gonna go buy nothing extra because you put a video to it. But I be feeling like you can see this shit I'm saying. I don't need no video. Yeah. And I ain't being yeah. cocky. That's just, that's just really how I feel. When I when I rap, I feel like I'm painting a picture for you that you really can see. And, and so like that's... That's the challenge. That's what I challenge myself with when I when I write. Audio visual. Yep. Yeah. That's what they yeah. came from. Yeah, I ain't gonna deep in detail, but me and Jordan was amongst uh, other people the other night from Coldwater, and, and your name came up as being um probably one of the best rappers out of Coldwater, or you know, in in that sense. And I, mm -hmm. I would say the best, in my opinion. But your, your name came up and it didn't come from your Jordan. So uh, people know, people listen, and you paint that picture. And, and I think to that point, that was part of what was, what was stated with Jordan. Yeah. Like how he rapped. Yeah. 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 That's different. Hey, you heard off the glass, he said, I'm the goat where I'm from. That shit old news. Niggas <laughs> knew that shit when I was rapping at my old school. <laughs> yes, sir. Beating on the table with the pencils. But nah, man, that, that's, of course, up to the listener. 
But you ask me, I'm going to say it every time. That's just how I feel. Um, and I'm sure the other people probably feel like that too. Or they should if they don't. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, how many projects have you put out to date? Do you know? Shit, no. Uh, South Up was my first. Well, when I first joined the army, I did, what was that joint called? Uh, Nonfiction. I still hope somebody got that CD that you can send to me because I need them songs. That was on. You were supposed to find it, man. What happened, man? Hey, just like Cole Daniel said, Devin had my CD too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you got Nonfiction. Uh, then I had South Up. I had Bottoms Up. I had Immaculate. And then at the immaculate, I want to say arrogance. I think arrogance. Nah, it was a uh, nah. Life behind bars. Yeah. And then it's another mixtape too. Life behind bars was a travelholics mixtape, and then it was another mixtape, astronaut music. Yep. So the no motivation. South up, bottoms up. Um, life behind bars, astronaut music, audio, yeah, the motive, audio visual, and then you got arrogance, arrogance, pain, pain management, and, and man, that's 10 of them things. I'm 10 in, and yeah. then you got the features on I dropped last year that's kind of just a bunch of verses I put together on the CD. Yeah. Dude, that, like I mean, when you when you say that, that's a body of work like that. I mean, like I feel like it's it's really kind of untouchable. So, and uh, to do that while you were doing what you were doing, serving in the military, raising the family, uh, damn immaculate, damn that's a living. Uh, Skip the immaculate, then yeah, yeah. Appreciate that, Trey. So, but uh, but yeah, man, like uh. Just just going with, with too arrogant, what's your what would you say your favorite track is or what what was the track you had the most fun? Uh the record? most fun? Uh yes, man. Easy. Okay. Why just is that? Well, it's, it's it's not my element. Like I don't really make that ain't the song that I typically make because I'm I'm more on the bars, but I brought the fun club feel with it. You still get the bars, you get the club feel, and then you get that cocky flow that just that I just like playing with. Like it's just like when you hear that, like you're gonna be like, damn, who is that? That's yeah. how I feel anyway. But that, that ain't my favorite. It's hard. It's my favorite. It might be my favorite in the morning, but every day it's a different one. And two, three times throughout the day. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to uh, uh craft out some time. And sit down and listen to that junk like I did with pain management. That's what I'm gonna have to do. I got some time coming up, so we're we gonna get it in. <laughs> yeah. Tell Chase we sent him the link, man. We're gonna get it in. Chase, I forgot how to use the computer then. Don't come on here with the headphones on. Man, it's been on, on, on Facebook in so long. Man, I forgot how to use, <laughs> use the DM. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, Mac, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't, then, uh, didn't bring this up, but. You know, I know we're talking about your newest album, but Pain Management, which is probably one of the hardest albums I think ever put out by anybody. And, and, and that ain't no biased opinion. That's true. Um, so it, it's a lot of, I think a lot of, um, a lot of your soul was put into 
um, that album, if, if that makes sense, or if that's accurate. Yeah. So um, kind of, and we got to go deep into the, you know, storyline or whatever, but kind of talk to us about pain management and how it just flowed the way it did and what pain management came from. Uh, I mean, it really, the, the title came from it being exactly what it was. Like, uh, at that time, first of all, before that, I was done with music. Um, after Arrogance, it was just like, bro, I'm, I got too much other shit going on to be focused on rap, and it ain't bringing me no money, whatever. You know, whatever excuse you make up. And it, it wasn't like excuses. That's just really how I felt. Because uh, at this point and back then, it's like I'm not trying to get on as a rapper. Um, after Arrogance. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not. I'm a dad. I'm a husband. I don't want to be. You know what I'm saying? What all these rappers doing now? I I played it back. I'm not saying I don't want to be in the industry. I write for some people. I still drop my music, whatever. But being in the forefront, that ain't really what I'm on. Uh, I want the money more so than anything. But pain management came. Shit, when I lost my parents, uh, lost both of my parents in a couple of days apart from each other. And when that happened, uh. First, it was being strong because it wasn't nobody to go to. Like, lost both of them. You got only child, really. Got to plan both of the funerals um, back to back. Like, it wasn't no time to really grieve. It was just back to business, back to business. And all that shit happened, and it was just uh, got to a point where I would be driving and be crying and shit just out of nowhere. Like, Think about my parents, think about whatever. And uh somewhere in there, uh the last song on the album, which I put like pretty much the last words my mama said to me, because I was in the in the hospital on the end of the song. Uh that was the first song I recorded. That was the first one, and it was kind of like to get it all out. And when I first when I first recorded it before I put her brokers on there and stuff at the end, when I first recorded it, like when I got through the last verse, and you can hear me crying on the song, that shit real. Uh, I broke down when I when I finished recording, and it was just like a relief, though, after I got through it. And so after I got through that, I would just shit every day. I, I typically write when I drive, because that's the only time I'm by myself and kids ain't making noise. So when I would go to work every day or whenever, I'd probably drive. Um, then I started getting beats and shit. It was like Thinking back to that moment when I broke down and the relief I felt after I got through it, it was like, you know what, this shit helping me. And so that's when I really started back writing and started back making music and pain management was really that. It was managing my pain. And so all that shit I'm saying, whether it's, you know, punchlines with it and all the witty stuff that came, the bars and it's my real life and what I was going through and, you know what I'm saying? Let that pain go. Let them tears out. Let your soul bleed. That's or cleanse. That's that's really what I was doing, driving and crying and shit and writing and stopping because you can't get through it because you're crying. That's really what was going on. So, uh, I think that's my favorite body of work just because what it mean to me and what I went through to create it, uh, and the way I felt after, the way I felt after creating it, uh, that made it what it was that made it the best album for me but now 
with too arrogant. I don't know. I feel like I'm just talking different. It just feel like it's still like while it's not pain management and it's not that complete body of work that's gonna be gelled together based around the event. It's just like, nah, you you talking too crazy on this shit, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> talking third person sometime, man. <laughs> so look, our, our second special guest uh other night, no surprise. Uh come on Look in. on. They might tell you they might not bring them headphones on him. And he got the day they scarf on. He waiting on waiting on the load, man. <laughs> What's up, man? Little headphones. Man. I swear. Wow, man. They good thing. Well, that, that light shining right in the camera, man. I'm finna move because it is. I, I seen it. You and Cole walking through the house. What's up, Chilly, what's going on, man? How y'all guys doing? Good, bro. Uh, what, what, what you got to say about Brother Mac tonight, man? Man, look, I, it's been a while. I ain't been on Facebook in six months. Um, and I thought that I was doing this tonight. I'm literally going to be on for a second. I'm going to wait to the gym. Um, I'm still fat, but just not as fat. So you, Can't hear you, man. Y'all can hear you, yeah, they can hear because they laughing at me. Listen, I, 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 I heard. I heard. I'm still fat. That's all I heard. <laughs> that, that's Tragic and terrible. Hey, hey, you, you, you're a little muffled though, for real. It might, it might be my headphone. I don't know. It might be. Hold on. Your voice muffled a little bit. Can you hear me now? Man, yeah, man. Yes. You got the Xbox right. 360 headset on. <sighs> Look, man. Go here, man. I just wanted to get on here and and give all y'all some flowers, but give Maggie's flowers, man. Um, y'all, I don't know. Every you was in my my pop's funeral. My dad passed uh, a few years back, and man, that dang pain management, bro. Like that joint, it's a it's a couple of songs on that joint I can't listen to because I'm gonna start, you know, being a little too emotional. Um. But just get a man his fly white living. Uh, he's definitely one of the best rappers to come out of cold water. The best, in my humble opinion. And I don't know, man, just, you know what I'm saying, a, a real friend, you know, and real friends are rare. So just I just wanted to get on here and say that. Man. I ain't even going to be on here long because I want him to continue telling this story and stuff, man. But the music, every you were saying that you haven't listened to too arrogant yet, man. Just sit down and listen to it, man. It's not going every song you can make the, the stank face. The, the, the boy is ignorant. Ignorant, I'm telling you. It's, a, it's some good stuff on there, man. Snap. But that's all. Just wanted to get him on his flowers, man. That's it. Appreciate that, dog. Yeah. Yes, Appreciate you, Chad, man. Yes, sir. I mean, yes, sir. We, we need to connect, man. I ain't talking to you in a minute, but we, we'll get up. Hit, hit me up, bro. Hit all me right. up. All right. All right, bro. I'll holler at you. All right, man. All right. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I, I asked you about Chandler a little while ago then. Hmm. I asked you about Chandler a few weeks ago then before we got off last time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, probably talk Chandler down there every day, every other day, man. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you know, he not he ain't that far from me out here, so. Well, look, man, that's all we had for tonight. Uh, like I said, man, we appreciate everybody tuning in 
first show back from the hiatus. And, uh, man, we got some more heat, you know, coming for y'all. So, uh, but like I said, we had to do this one tonight. Mac, uh, congratulations on everything, bro. Like, I know you're moving on to the next chapter. So, like, we're here with you. Uh, appreciate you be pre- appreciate you being a part of this platform and uh, you know fitting uh, sticks and stones into your your busy schedule. So repertoire, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Re- 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 Renaissance man, we use a big word tonight. Re- Renaissance man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gonna use a big word tonight. I mean, for real, mirror that. Um, you know, man, that you got support system even when you don't see the support system. So uh, a, lot, a lot of people support people, and they, and they don't. I don't want to call them silent supporters, but people people are pushing and uh, looking for people to do great things. And when when I heard Max say he was getting ready to retire, like that, that was a proud moment for me to be able to see that and to say that I know somebody and grew up with somebody and basically watch somebody from afar grow. Yeah. You know, uh, became a family man. You know, stayed close to his family back home, uh, achieved so much, and retired from the army. Before before forty, <laughs> so you know that, that that's that's a big deal, man. Yeah, that's a big deal. So de- definitely proud of you, man. Appreciate that, Dave. Appreciate that, Eric. Man, uh, man, I appreciate y'all supporting me. Appreciate y'all for bringing me on. Uh, and I ain't talking about tonight. I'm talking about sticks and stones, just in general. You know what I'm saying? How that plan came about, and and from where we started it to where we are now. I just appreciate being a part of it appreciate the journey and uh you know what i'm saying i'm looking forward to continuing it with y'all yes sir and looking forward to this next chapter mickey told me yesterday like you happy as hell i'm like yeah dog i'm, I'm happy as well putting the kids on the bus you know what i'm saying i'm at home got a job for real retired uh this the best i felt in a long term man so hell yeah i'm happy yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm smiling. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it's you been should, a while. You should be. You should be. It's you know? been a while since I felt like that. So, man, yeah, dog, it's it's uh, shit, it's amazing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, look, man, uh, we ain't gonna hold y'all no longer tonight. But uh, we back next week. Uh, we'll post that announcement uh over the next couple of days. And uh, hey, we back. We working, man. Hey, before before you get out, Jig. Let me uh, let me say this one more time for the folks that didn't come on earlier enough. Hey, yo, BJ gonna be at Command Coffee in San Antonio on Saturday. Get y'all tickets now. Save five dollars. Um, they also expect Star Jones to be there. So if you ain't got nothing to do Saturday, or if you got something to do that you don't really want to do, uh, use this as an excuse to get out of doing what you don't want to do and show up. So I just wanted to put that out there. Show up at Command Coffee on Saturday night, six o'clock. This hey. this Star Jones, that ain't Star Jones that used to be on the the View and all that is. <laughs> that what I thought. Show them and see. That what Show I thought. Bring them iPhones out there. Yeah, hey, I'm gonna play this. I'm gonna play this off the glass before we go, man. Yes, but sir. Y'all that ain't heard the album. Hey, if you ain't heard the album, man, go get that. It's, it's on all digital platforms. Too arrogant. Basically, it's the follow up to my first arrogance. Um, so this one too arrogance or arrogance too, however you want to put it. But hey, go. Now, go now, 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 what is it? I call it arrogance too. So what it's is too it? arrogant? But All I'm right, saying okay. it's yeah. it's it's really arrogance too. But yeah. I don't want to call it arrogance too. So yeah. it's too arrogant to, too to arrogant. play the 
put the play on the words, how I put the play on the words is yeah. too arrogant. Yeah. Go check that out. New shirts drop tomorrow. www.arrogance.com. Make sure you go tap in. Go get you one of them. Uh, yeah, man. Y'all ain't got nothing else. I'm going to run this off the glass, too, so they can get a sample of yes, what it is. Nikki says spell it. I'm going to put it in the comments, but it's H-E-I-R-R-O-G-A-N-C-E. Not an A in there, because we talking like kings. <laughs> Yeah, let me let me run this uh, out the glass, dog. Gotcha. I just left the bank with trophies like an athlete. Hustler, never been a sucker. Pipes in the car with me, never fixed the muffler. We just wanted a fair shot, but they was out you playing foul. Hey, what you owe me? No, I owe yous. We don't play with vows. Married to the hustle, you know I couldn't wait to say them vows. Heated flows when I spit, but I ain't never lay no towel. Imaginary beef that don't exist, cause we fillet them cows. Came from the dirt, but still mashed like a potato plow. That like I'd have seen it all. No, it could have went worse. Always kept my cool, but brought the heater for that vent work. Family tried to cross me, I played defense, so that didn't work. I ain't about to cap you down in front as if that didn't hurt. I'm the one that called when it didn't work. I'm the one that went first. No excuse, I need my cash now like JG Wentworth. On the road like Kentworth. Took the flight and sent the quotes. I've been doing remote work and I've been getting to work remote. But I ain't had to touch no dope. The only work I sell is merch. We trying to get out the streets. We not trying to get in the hearse. Came a long way from them back streets. Made plays from the back seat. Stayed in my lane. I learned that from a track meet. Ten toes down, fasciitis, I got flat feet I just left the bank with trophies like an athlete Hustler, never been a sucker Pipes in the car with me, never fixed the muffler Stitches on me in Miami, bitch, I'm Jimmy Butler This ain't the salon, but we can get your ass touched up Enough about the guns, though, I'm just having fun, ho I've been dancing with the stars, I feel like Alfonso If it's money to be made and I'm pulling up pronto The meal that I want ain't no motherfucking Combo. I be with gorillas even though they kill a rumbe. All they talking get these niggas dropped just like Kanye. Immaculate my phone sway. Arrogance the dumb way. Carrots with the blue cheese on me like a lunch break. I feel like a big dog. Nigga, you a shit suit. I'm a marshal with this art. I practice jujitsu. My homie built a house off the snow like an igloo. But the feds came and did a sweep off a of miscue. You cannot be mad about the mud when you pray that it precipitates. I cannot be happy doing shit you can't reciprocate Told him time and time again and still had to reiterate Bitch, I'm ill and I'm straight You would think I illustrate For real though, family that I kill for Strap in my latest purse and it's not a deal though We have been kicking heavy shit I should buy some steel toes, deals closed Checks come out the pocket like a billfold They say I'm the GOAT, where I'm from? Yeah, that's old news Niggas knew that shit when I was rapping at my old school Putting them up on new games Living by the old rules Knew I couldn't accept defeat That's probably why I sold shoes I just left the bank but I ain't fishing Shots off the glass, call the bank cause I ain't missing Used to call the bank to check the weather and reminiscing Now I call the bank to make sure funds get distributed Off the glass, off the glass, this a bank shot Off the glass, off the glass, this a bank shot Off the glass, off the glass, this a bank shot the 
shot. Pistol on me, tucked under my shirt. That's a tank top. Heater and a mask in the boot. It's a paint shop. The hustle don't come equipped with brakes, so I can't stop. You know I'm all about the money, baby. ABM. I'm always at the bank. I'm like the ATM. I just want a ball inside a stadium. In the bank, working on my health like a gymnasium. Thank <laughs> you.